Um, what about the whey protein? When is the best time to, to get your protein shake? Is it before training, during the training or afterwards? Or <laughs> no I, shake at all? <laughs> I, I think uh, it doesn't really matter when you take your protein powder. I think what really matters is protein intake throughout the day. Mm -hmm. So uh, the protein powder will give you around 20-30 grams of protein per scoop which is going to add on to your daily intake. So personally, I have a pre-workout meal, which has uh, eggs, meat, sometimes liver. So there's a lot of protein in there, so I don't really need it. I take it, the protein powder, right after the workout because for convenience and I don't have a meal with me to eat right away. So I take the protein powder right away because after it's training, you're more insulin sensitive, mm -hmm. which means um, you will be able to absorb and digest a protein uh, and drive it to the muscle quicker than another times of the day and something that I also do. Top tip is uh, I add um, my inositol to shake or mm -hmm. as a capsule which is going to help to drive the protein to the muscle and if I were to take creatine I will also add inositol because it drives protein to the muscle so mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter when you take your protein powder but ideally it will be after training but what it really matters is your daily protein intake more than the uh, protein powder yeah mm -hmm. Okay, okay. And uh, you mentioned uh, the creatine. So do you take it or don't you take it? Uh, who, who would uh, benefit from taking it? I took creatine when I was vegan for a little bit because creatine is found uh, mostly in red meat. Although mm -hmm. herring is the highest source of creatine. So I took it as a, when I was vegan because there's no way you can get creatine in a vegan diet I took it months ago just to try and creatine helps to increase the creatine phosphate in your muscles so it will help you do maybe two to five or maybe more reps when you're going heavy mm -hmm. and, but it also works for, for the mind and let's say if you have a bad night's sleep and you take creatine then you will be able to give you it will give you energy literally mm -hmm. so i think everyone will benefit from creatine yeah regardless of the diet especially vegans but everyone will benefit from taking creatine is the most research uh supplement out there and it's very safe and three to five grams a day you will be just as good every day okay yeah. but but not too much because um i think it uh, it's a little harmful for the kidney if you take too much and don't drink uh, enough yeah yeah drink. yeah yeah that's that's right uh before companies were suggesting taking uh, doing like a, a loading phase in the beginning to like uh, saturate your muscles with creatine when this is not needed it was mm -hmm. studies uh, funded by those companies so people buy more and creatine 
but you don't need it you do need to eat, uh, drink a lot of water when you're taking creatine uh just not only to help the kidneys but also because creatine uh drives water to the muscle and to the cells mm -hmm. so you would look a little bit not puffy but like more your pump your pump yeah and it's also good if you're trying to cut Mm -hmm. like get lean and it will help you to hold on to as much muscle mass as possible when you're cutting because when you're on a deficit or cutting is it's impossible not to lose some muscle yeah okay okay yeah mm, during training but what is the best to drink during a training training yeah uh, just uh, plain water or do you add any electrolytes or uh, salt maybe? so this or? is a really good question uh, electrolytes <laughs> and salt are I will say the best pre-workouts mm -hmm. because um, so what really going to hydrate you is the electrolyte so I'm talking about potassium calcium magnesium sodium chloride so sodium and chloride pulls water to the vascular space and potassium and magnesium pulls water in the cellular space mm -hmm. so they're going to uh, obviously get you hydrated and I, I will say besides having food in your system and also water it will be good for post uh, pre-workout mm -hmm. um, and then it depends if you're training for longer than an hour then you might as well add more electrolytes because you're going to be dehydrated or you could add L-arginine well, arginine will be also before a pre-workout because mm -hmm. it increases nitric oxide, which means it's a vasodilator, so you're going to get a better pump. Okay, okay. But you could take, yeah, it could be a combination of electrolyzed, sold, arginine, citrulline, malate, HMB, which is an amino acid that uh, helps with protein synthesis. Mm -hmm. But I will, yeah, I will not... I will try not to train for longer than an hour because then you become catabolic. Your know, anabolic is building, mm -hmm. catabolic is like literally losing body losing, mass. Losing mo okay. muscle mass, yeah. So you could benefit a little bit of if you took the L-arginine and citrine malate and HMB before, then that may inhibit the catabolic state that you go through after an hour of mm -hmm. training yeah but you would suggest to take an um, electrolyte power a powder for that and not just um salt because when you take salt you just have sodium and chloride that you're missing of potassium and, and that's right that's right so okay. i personally add the scoop of electrolytes and on top of that i add some salt okay yeah so yeah that's right I, I think the combination of both it really depends on the type of electrolyte because most electrolytes out there are high in the sodium mm -hmm. low in the potassium we need the ratio mm -hmm. so yeah yeah adding 
No, there's, there's no harm in adding elect, uh, salt to the electrolytes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Would you recommend to take electrolytes on a daily basis for staying hydrated? Yeah, of course. Especially during summer and uh, yeah. when it's when it's hot. I, I personally take it uh, as soon as I wake up, because I've been sleeping for know, seven, eight hours, so I'm gonna wake up dehydrated. So, mm -hmm. well, I brush my teeth first, and then I add electrolytes to my water to hydrate especially before the coffee because mm -hmm. coffee is going to dehydrate me even more mm -hmm. it's a diuretic it means it's going to make you lose fluid and when you lose fluid you lose electrolytes mm -hmm. and minerals so i do it before way before the coffee okay. so i'm well hydrated does this count for black tea as well or is it just coffee anything that has caffeine is going to okay. act as a di diuretic Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let me think of another question. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is an, in your opinion, an ideal plan to start in a gym as a beginner? What, uh, um, uh, how do you call it? Übungen? Exercises. Exercises. <laughs> So what, what exercises would you recommend for someone who starts at the gym and how many sets, how many reps, what, what is an, I don't know, the, uh, ideal, the, the ideal. ideal thing. So most, uh, 80% of your results are going to come from the compound movements, mm -hmm. squats, deadlifts, overhead press, bench, pull-ups. Mm -hmm. That's what I always tell my wife. <laughs> yeah. And then 20% is going to come from the isolations. Mm -hmm. So I think getting stronger on the, on the compounds mm -hmm. is, is ideal, especially, obviously, with a good form. Mm -hmm. I don't encourage uh, people to go hard on those movements if their form is not correct. Sorry, I have to pause because... Um, when would you recommend to, to go on a split? And if so, what split? <laughs> so there is a very famous split called push-pull legs, mm -hmm. which I'm currently doing. And it's good because in three days you're training your whole body. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about push, chest, shoulders, triceps, pull, back and biceps, and legs. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then the, on the fourth day you're resting. And then you continue again, push-pull mm -hmm. legs. So that's a really good, uh, but I think that split will be a bit more for intermediate kind of advance. Mm -hmm. So for a beginner, a one day of chest try and the other of tricep, um, sorry, shoulders, back, legs, and then another day for only arms. It depends, because obviously women would prefer a second day of leg day. Man, we prefer. It really depends if you want to. If you have a weak area, that could be your chest. Then you should train it twice a week. Sorry about. <laughs> Personally, I like to focus more on my legs mm -hmm. because uh, it's your foundation. The stronger the legs, the stronger you are in all, all the all other movements. Mm -hmm. So, makes sense. Yeah. yeah, 
yeah also <laughs> um when you train legs or when you do squats and deadlifts heavy mm-hmm. you're going to release testosterone and human growth hormone mm-hmm. in both male male and women and you know those are key hormones for not just like strength but also for it's, it's a fat burning hormone as well mm-hmm. so as beginners i will prioritize also doing those movements uh rep ranges because the rep ranges for strength is between three and six reps mm-hmm. something that if you're doing four five reps you're like shit i'm struggling but with a good form mm-hmm. so yeah i would say that we could start with a rep ranges of eight to ten which is more hypertrophy or 12 to 20 which is more mm-hmm. endurance and then progressively let you, the body adapt every let's say four weeks to change the program and going into more strength mm-hmm. and then hypertrophy but to be honest what's really going to determine that you see results is your diet and your lifestyle because training is just like 20 percent of it mm-hmm. what you do outside the gym it's going to determine okay that you see actual results yeah okay yeah but you would you would recommend a good um, mixture of uh, reps so um, like heavy squats you can you can do it um, with three to six reps um, but other leg trainings you can uh, other leg exercises you can do with more reps you have a, a good range yeah yeah you can especially on the compounds I will go heavy mm-hmm. and after a good warm-up mobility dynamic stretches so I will go heavy and with a good form and then more for for instance i will do squats and then after i will go for weighted walking lunges mm-hmm. I'll, i'll still go heavy but i will go for rep ranges from eight to ten and then on the isolations like leg extension leg leg curls mm-hmm. i will go for like 15 20 reps or drop sets okay. but obviously i'm talking about this is more an advanced approach Mm-hmm. But for a beginner, I will do, yeah, three to four reps, uh, sets of 15 to 20 reps. So that will bring a lot of blood into the muscle and also will also shock the, the mm-hmm. body. Um, so, yeah, I will say strength rep ranges for the compounds and more hypertrophy, with, with, which is eight to 10 or even endurance 15 to 20 reps for the isolations mm-hmm. yeah okay just one moment yeah um you mentioned warm-up what is a good warm-up for you like is it uh, cardio before the training is it just uh, doing reps with low weight and also high reps low weight and um, getting to your work weight slowly uh, another really good question so Most people <laughs> do a long warm-up, cardio warm-up, like mm-hmm. 10, 15 minutes. That's going to drain your energy when you, before you do the weight training. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with doing cardio like three to five minutes. Mm-hmm. But then a good warm-up, it will be mobility, uh, dynamic stretches, which is different to the static stretches. Mm-hmm. And because on a squat, 
you're going when you squat and you open up a hip joint mm -hmm. so i will do mobility this way you do a deep squat body weight push your knees out with your elbows so slightly opening the, the groin and okay and then moving the hips so you so you move well when you do the squat and something that you say is lightweights uh high reps for a warm-up like one to two sets is also mm -hmm. good because you're bringing blood to the muscle and you're programming your mind and body before the actual working set mm -hmm. you can do foam rolling a little bit before <laughs> sorry <laughs> so yeah uh, dynamic stretches um, one to two sets with light weights mm -hmm. to bring blood in the muscle that will get, that would be a good warm up for any um, exercise that you want to do yeah okay and so you you um, warm up for like when you have pull day or push day warm up your uh, chest muscles and your shoulder muscles they are indirectly warmed up when doing uh, your, your chest workout so when you are uh, going to the shoulder workout you don't need a, an extra warm up then or no um, i think the most important thing before doing push it will be warming up your rotator cuff mm -hmm. which is okay. the muscle that stabilizes the shoulder mm -hmm. on push whether it's vertical or horizontal so i will do some movements with the band mm -hmm. to loosen up the shoulder joint i will with two kilos or 2.5 i will do external rotations for the shoulder and then i will go if the push workout is focused on chest i will start with incline barbell or flat bench with the barbell Or if it's focused on shoulder, I will start with dumbbells or military mm -hmm. press with the barbell. But to your question, if you, either way, you you don't really need a a second warm up for your chest or okay. shoulders because so, they're both in, in, involved in the movement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. then it's warm, and then it's warm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I think what is important is to get your rotator cuff warmed up with external rotations. You mm -hmm. can use cables you can use dumbbells assistance bands mm -hmm. that's the most important thing because that's what's going to stabilize the shoulder on those movements yeah. okay i've never thought about warming up the rotator cuffs i've uh, known about uh, the importance of training them yeah but not about warming them up so that's a good point yeah 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 they are working on on the presses because there's mm -hmm. they're stabilizing the shoulder so Uh, it's, it's actually really good to get them warmed up, yeah. Okay. Hmm, what else? I think I'm out of questions now. <laughs> <laughs> for, for the moment. But we have 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Um, would you recommend to do extra core training? Or do you think it's uh, enough that um, the core stabilizes you during uh, heavy exercises like squats or deadlift or thing like so, that? So, um, are we actually engaging the core in those movements? Are people aware that they need to engage it? Okay. So, just because someone is doing those combat movements 
where the core will be working hard to stabilize your torso or body doesn't mean that they actually are engaged in it. So mm-hmm. if you're in, engaged in it, the core is working hard, and then you strengthen it. But yes, doing other core movements it will massively help you on the big compounds. So I'm not a good, uh, but a good uh, core exercises for you. Yeah, I'm not talking about crunches. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Okay, uh, I'm talking about like uh, Turkish get-ups. I don't know if you heard of them. No. Uh, I'm talking about farmer walkers. She will be like holding a weight or a kettlebell. Farmers walk, I, I know it. Yeah. yeah. But I thought it's just for a uh, grip strength. Also grip strength, but also bear in mind that if you hold only one from this side, mm-hmm. this. Uh, oblique uh, just with, with one or with both sides but mm-hmm. the, pain, the main point is to actually engage your abs while you're mm-hmm. doing it not just walking <laughs> without engaging it uh, Turkish get ups farmers walkers planks um, mm-hmm. up roller wheels mm-hmm. I hate that yeah um, <laughs> what's the name of that cable Russian twist mm-hmm. alright um what are Turkish get-ups? How, how can I imagine this? So, exercise? Turkish get-ups is an exercise that you're lying down on the floor, you're holding a kettlebell with one arm, mm-hmm. and then you start getting up by looking at the kettlebell and keeping your arm fully extended. Mm-hmm. So that will force uh, force your muscles from the core, because the core is composed mm-hmm. by the uh, rectus abdominis, internal obliques, Erector spine, mm-hmm. lower back, and also glutes. So anything that keeps your body and torso stable, upright, is your core. Mm-hmm. It's not just the abs. Okay. So okay. the Turkish grabs are. So you need to stand up, and then it sounds awful. <laughs> go back, down, lay down again, okay. keeping also the same movement, the same um, stability. Yeah. Uh, Okay, I think it's heavy enough without a dumbbell in the hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a hard movement. Kettlebell swings will also help the core, mm-hmm. but it will be more also a, like cardio because it's going to increase your heart rate. Mm-hmm. So those movements, or even if you do Bulgarian split squats, mm-hmm. so most of the things that people avoid because they're hard, mm-hmm. those are the things that are going to get you stronger on the big compound movements hip thrust will also do it mm-hmm. uh, so the stronger I, I do hip thrust in every leg workout okay and sometimes I finish up with split squats and then the next week I feel way stronger on my mm-hmm. squats and deadlifts because I worked my glutes before mm-hmm. and I worked my legs individually mm-hmm. so I, I can feel that I'm way um, stronger and more stable Okay, make, makes sense, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and um, one last question to, to finish this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about flexibility? Is, um, is it necessary or do you recommend to, to have like a, a real flexibility workout besides your gym workout? So I'm thinking of hip flexibility for better squatting or... Um, stuff like that yeah yeah definitely you need flexibility to be able to move well mm-hmm. and to be able to perform well 
because if you realize, for example, on a military overhead press with a barbell, mm -hmm. if you don't have enough flexibility on your lats, you won't be able to bring the barbell above your head because this is tight. It, mm -hmm. will, it will restrict the movement. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't know about nothing. Anyway, and so, yeah, flexibility is really important. Personally, so do you have a flexibility routine that, that you... I'm forcing do? myself to stretch every morning because I'm getting mild injuries from not stretching. Mm -hmm. So currently I'm dealing with a mild rotator cuff injury, which my shoulder hurts when I'm doing shoulder press. Mm -hmm. And so my physio always tell, tell me off because I don't stretch as much as I should. Mm -hmm. So I get, I get tight and tight. And it gets to a point where the muscles are so tight that they're not moving properly. Mm -hmm. So they, there's like a mild tear. It's normal, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm forcing myself to stretch every morning, full body, uh, upper, lower, with some foam, ro foam rolling as well, especially because I cycle every day as well. My mm -hmm. quads tend to be tight. But I think it's important uh, do stretches every day twice a day yeah okay and um, how long does a uh, full body stretch workout um, last it can be five ten minutes it depends okay. on uh, if you have tight hips then I will do stretches for the psoas muscle like all hip flexors mm -hmm. for about two minutes each side uh, yeah that can, it can be five to ten minutes or even longer depends on your time but it's i think it's crucial not just on not only on rest days but also every day yeah, every morning like i say i'm forcing myself to do it mm -hmm. because then i have problems like the ones i'm having right now yeah okay Thank you, Felipe, for, for your time. It was really interesting. I've learned a lot. You're welcome. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing more episodes from you. Yeah.